Welcome to Fairly in Topic. It's episode... Oh, God. 322? 322 sounds right. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. 322. And uh, I never introduced who I am, uh, because I assume that you just know that I'm VA. I'm here with Tim and Nick. Hi, y'all! <laughs> Tim, you can say hi, hi now. <laughs> hi, I'm Tim. <laughs> it's sunny here in Maine. Oh, lucky it's duck. It's sure great to be alive in North Carolina. Oh, my God. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> Sounds like the voice I would give Dirty Dan from SpongeBob. I'm Dirty Dan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys are in for a treat this week. Yes. Okay? Because I decided to change it up a little bit. I have a bingo wheel. <laughs> uh, listener, she has a bingo wheel. It is really, it's definitely a wheel for bingo. <laughs> I have a bingo wheel that I stuffed full of little pieces of paper with topics on them. Now, it is a little awkward because they can't just roll out like, you know, but anyway. I'm going to spin this around a little bit, and then I'm going to pull out a topic, and we're going to talk about it. Cool. How does, doesn't that sound like fun? That is really neat. Next thing they need to get is bingo balls that you can like use oh. dry erase markers on. <laughs> One just flew out. Perfect. It's, it... You know, I could code things to the, the bingo balls. That That is something I could do. Oh. But I did not do that this time. Ready? This is the one that flew out on its own. Let's see what it is. The Habs were right. Claude is whiny. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, this comes from an article last night written by Ty Anderson for WEI's Big Bad blog. In which Claude basically said, you know, I was kind of hoping that the refs would help us out after, you know, because they've played four games in six nights or something and he what he doesn't seem to understand is no the Habs never should get help they get help all the fucking time this is just too fucking bad for you you are a whiny sleeper agent piece of shit also also like being on like when he was on the Bruins bench coaching, his, like, mannerisms and facial expressions were kind of hilarious. <laughs> when he's on the other bench, it's just like, shut the hell up, dude. Right. So... <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I'm beginning to wonder, <clears throat> maybe the, uh, maybe Claude was a reason why the Bruins were never that favorable with the reps. Are you saying that the refs don't like Claude, so they call things against him? That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh my goodness. It's a conspiracy. Da-da-da! Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, he, doesn't, he certainly doesn't look like he makes any friends, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, poor Claude. He's probably such a really nice guy, but he, he complains and whines too much, and that's why he got to be the first topic today on Barely on Topic. I mean, it's true. He does. Uh, I, I, I just he he went on one of his facial things yesterday, and it was over for it was over like a tripping call, and it was a legitimate tripping call. And I was just like, stop complaining. I just saw the replay. It happened. Yeah. 
Although the Rick Nash, yeah, that that was a Rick, yeah. Rick Nash did did do a little bit of an acting job there. He did, and when you said Rick Nash, all I had going through my head is "Never gonna give you up." I Rick rolled myself. <laughs> <laughs> they need to play that at the garden every time he scores now. Oh my god, that would be so awesome! I would... <laughs> oh wait a minute, that reminds me. Now I gotta throw another. No, no, I'm not going to throw that in there. But I'm just going to say this. Living in a prayer needs to stop happening. Yeah, what? Ha- how is that? How has that become their song now? Like, I don't know. I, you know, I think I might have been there at a playoff game where they played it and I sang it ironically, but that was ironically. But that needs to stop happening. But I would totally sing along to, to Rick Astley's uh, Never Gonna Give You Up. I would do that. That would be fun. But, um. You know, that's uh, that's not really a rallying song. I get it. It's not. But I like fun. I just don't like living on a prayer because I heard one line, one line wrong when it came out. And, and I, I'm mad at it for making me think for 15 years that the line was, Gina wants to die of AIDS. I just want to die of AIDS. <laughs> I mean, apparently the line is Gina works the diner all day, but that's not what I heard because it's such lazy singing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I'm disappointed in the uh, in the crowds singing. I'm like, uh, yeah, I, it happened a lot. The lot one of the last games. I think we had a Twitter discussion about it. Yeah, well. You don't like music. You told us that. So. <laughs> but like, but like, they wouldn't sing along to Jesse's Girl. And oh then, yeah, that's right. And then they're singing along to freaking Bon Jovi, and I was just having none of that. And I'm someone who jokingly sings Bon Jovi to you guys because you, I know you guys hate it, and, <laughs> and even I was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I was all excited about Rick Springfield. I was hoping they were going to play The Human Touch next. <laughs> oh, I was like, really? We're not going to sing that song, but we're going to sing this one. <sighs> Speaking of uh, Human Touch, I think Invisible Touch should be played more often at games. <laughs> Mainly because the, that if you listen, the, the verses in that song are actually really sad. But then you get to the course. She reaches in in the visible touch. She reaches in and slowly tears you apart. She reaches in with the visible touch. She reaches in and slowly tears you apart. Oh, I thought it was takes control of your heart. It's uh, that's like the yeah, something like that. It's the, she slowly takes control of your heart, and then is the the second line. Then to invisible touch again. And then she slowly tears you up. Why yeah. isn't Sue Studio our goal song? Oh! <laughs> I mean, oh, we, to be fair, we need something better as our goal song. I used to like it, but... I'm, I'm it ain't tired 96 of it. anymore. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Um, but At least it's not Chelsea Dagger. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, I hate that song so much. If my husband 
wrote that song for me to do burlesque to, not only would I divorce him, I would hit him in the face with a baseball bat first, then set wow. him on fire. Wow. And then I mean, throw him in the it. river. The Pratellis were actually like that. Unfortunately, Chelsea Dagger was like the anthem of my senior year of high school. Oh, God. And now my senior year of high school is ruined. That memory is ruined. Oh. I mean, Chelsea Dagger is just awful. And also, at least we don't have shipping up to Boston because it's wicked, like, overplayed. Yeah. yeah. That would be bad, too. You know, I, you know, thinking about Genesis songs that I like, you know, I'm not going to be pretentious to say totally into only Peter Gabriel era Genesis because that was like, quite frankly, it was before I was even born, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but one song I do like by Genesis, I'm queuing it up right now. Okay, it oh, awesome. I know it. Yeah, it's such a great song, but you know, nobody's going to use that for a goal song, but I just like that song. Why can't we have that as a sing-along? Actually, turn, turn it, it on. on. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn yeah. it on again. Yes, yes. It would make so much sense, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I like that. I mean, if you're going to go for songs that are accessible, that people might remember, and if you want to go with this whole, like, new school players, old school music. I mean, that kind of stuff, right? Go. Yeah, but if they're going to... If the Bruins were going to pick a song that had to do with, like, turning on something... Or like lighting something, they would be like they would use that weird song that came out like I don't know like five years ago that was like lighted up or something by someone. <laughs> I don't know who it was by. I just remember it during like I just remember it during the two thousand three like MLB playoffs being like in all their commercials. Lighted up by someone. I think gigantic. I'm the same way. Oh my god, gigantic by the Pixies. Oh yeah, my god, I would be one. so on board with that. And the Pixies are from Massachusetts, even though I saw I read an interview where they associate themselves more with the New York City scene. But anyway. How could uh, they have? Because they were in Boston and then they became worldly after that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't understand that because they were playing down in Newport. They were playing down in Newport at threes in the mid-80s with uh, Throwing Muses. And Throwing Muses is a, they consider themselves Boston, even though they're from Newport, Rhode Island. Newport. Dancing in the street of Hyannis. Anyway, I just like that. <laughs> that's, that's a different band altogether. But Oh my God, I would be so on board with a Pixies song. That would be so great. I, I think Gigantic would be a good one. But I think that most people don't know what that is. They're just like, what? I mean, it's on, uh, it's uh, a Rosa. It's a Fall Out Boy song, apparently I'm talking about. Oh, Light him up, mop, mop, light him yeah, up, mop, mop, light one, him yeah. up, mop, mop, I'm on fire! Yeah, Anaheim... That, it's the light him up song. Yeah, that. Anaheim uses bro him um, by, uh, what's, what, what are they called? Pennywise? Thank you. And and I feel like most people don't know, maybe in that area they do. I, they're probably from California, but... Yeah, I think they are. Mm-hmm. So, okay, never mind. Gigantic. I'm on. I I have. I mean, I, I could do Wave of Mutilation too, but you know, the poppy version. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. Oh, it did fly. Yeah. Okay, ready? Oh. Nice. I like it when they fly out. Seattle is happening. I am pumped about this. 
I think Seattle has a great fan base, first of all. Um, they even sell out their MLS games at a football stadium. So, wow. like, that's insane. But I hope – and the only thing is, is I've already jumped on the Vegas bandwagon way back when, as listeners know, as, when they started out. And since this is another team starting out, I'm going to have to jump on their bandwagon too. So, like – I'm already on it. I I'm I'm with it. I dig it, and I have this like weird need for them to be the Seattle Pilots just because the ML the failed MLB team. Okay. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's great. Um, I think it's cool that we already have more teams than the NBA, and we're going to be tied with the NFL. Yep. I didn't think I about that. I, I yeah. The NBA has what thirty. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what does uh, MLB have? Thirty. Okay. Oh, interesting. I, I'm all for it because Seattle wants a team. Now I wonder how they're still. Are is it going to be too much hockey for them? Because I know they have a couple of uh, WHL teams around them. I, I honestly, I don't think it's going to be. I think they'll. I think that teams wanted another. Um, winter pro sport for a long time, especially since the Supersonics left um, and became the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA. They've had no, besides the Seahawks, they've really had no winter sport to kind of cling on to. And I think that they'll, I think that they'll do well. I mean, the Mariners do well attendance wise and they're awful. Um, The Seattle Sounders, the MLS team does really well. The Seahawks always sell really well. I think this will too. And I think we saw it. They sold 10,000 season tickets fairly quickly. In 12 minutes. Which I'm like, how did you do 10,000 season tickets? Like, how how big is Key Arena? I don't don't know. I mean, it, it just seems to me like that's a lot of season tickets. But I guess there must be different packages or something, right? Yeah, it could be. They must have done like half season, maybe, or something for some. Because yeah, that only leaves like five thousand, maybe, for the general public. And you want to rake up those ticket prices for that? So, Mm -hmm. um, trust me, I I bought tickets for a Vegas (laughs) team. I mean. Yeah, and it definitely is. And I mean, as someone who used to work in the secondary ticket market, I can guarantee you a good portion of those ten thousand that were bought were probably secondary ticket, secondary market ticket people. Probably, ah. you know what? Now that I think about it, it is probably that way. Um, you know, here's a couple of things that I I listen to. I, you know, I listen to other hockey podcasts, and this is what I learned about uh, Key Arena. The reason why they haven't had something for so long is that they only had one loading dock at the arena for the longest time. And the renovation allows them to have multiple loading docks added on. So it was even hard to get concert tours to go in there. I worked at at grocery stores built from the 50s that had more loading docks. Yeah, yeah. So basically they needed to have multiple ones around the arena so that uh, you know, teams could come in and bring their stuff in or tours could come in and bring in their equipment. So now that the renovation allows that to happen. Now of course we have local ties to this renovation because Jacobs was in Jeremy Jacobs was in on the uh refurbishment of Key Arena and also he got the um the coveted franchising deal for concessions. So Delaware North has the concessions on that. 
but the the money that he invested in it is a drop in the bucket compared to what he will make. Yeah, he's going to be making a ton off the Seattle hockey team. All the more reason why they need to have a Cheers Frasier themed Bruin Seattle game. <laughs> I'm really banking on this. We'll like have Sam Malone night. Um, got of course Frasier night. <laughs> Winter Classic at Fenway, yeah. where everyone knows your name. <laughs> oh God. They sure they, everyone will serve up uh, tossed salad, scrambled eggs, <laughs> on again. And Boston baked beans. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So um, I uh, I really like Cheers, and of course I'm obsessed with Frasier. So I I I, I will probably buy a jersey with Frasier, Crane on the back of it. Yeah. Number what would one. be the number for that? Oh one. Um, I, you gotta go number one. Yeah, but or, no, their goalie is a one. No, goalies don't pick number one anymore. No one's, no one's, no one else is Roberto Luongo. Well, anyone yeah. else who would wear the number one would just be tainting it. Mm-hmm. Well, but but the thing is, is that you realize that that your your starting goalie always wore one, and your second, uh, your backup goalie always wore thirty. And then Ken Dryden came in, and he was the backup to the backup, so he was twenty nine. He got to choose a number, and I think twenty nine was it. But it had to be around oh, the back. Yeah. yeah. So I learned that from the game. That's how it used to be. It's not like that anymore. Look, you know, I like certain number number conventions. Like in football, it used to be so easy. Like you could see a number and you would know what position that person played. You know what I mean? Not so much yeah, anymore. They've, yeah, they've been a lot more lax on it now. Like linebackers can wear numbers in the 90s and 70s now and all things like that. I hate wide receivers wearing numbers between 1 and 19. Ugh. <laughs> the entire Bucks wide receiving core wears numbers between <laughs> 1. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. They have <laughs> 10, 11, and 13. <laughs> it used to be like 80s. Like, if you saw a number in the 80s, it was a wide receiver or a tight end. And I loved that, you know? But I just, I don't like the the low number because it's like, I'm always expecting a quarterback or a punter or a kicker in those, you know, now we're putting wide receivers. Like, come on guys, stop being dumb. Anyway. Okay. Seattle's happening. Let's see if we get this one to fly out. Fly out, little piece of paper. Fly out. One wants to. Ooh, oh, there, there it is. is. There it is. Okay, this is ready? actually working out really well. Oh. All right. Charlie. Charlie McAvoy. Okay, we've got a couple of things. One, I do want to point out that uh, this week he became the youngest defenseman in Bruins history at 20 years and 68 days to score a regulation, uh, not regulation, a regular season overtime goal to win the game. Nice. Isn't that pretty cool? All right. Okay, I think I followed that, yes. Yes, okay. So he was the youngest defenseman to score an overtime goal in the regular season. Yes. He's 20 years old and 68 days. Okay. We got that. All right. Now the other really more important thing is um, he's got a lower body injury and we've heard nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, I've been checking my phone a little bit here just to kind of get updates and nothing, nothing is coming out. Um, I did receive a text from someone wishing me to be safe and to hexadecimal and go recliners. <laughs> that's another story altogether. Um, but uh, 
And I also have another window pulled up on my uh, computer here about uh, Mac Attack. That's what I like to call them. Um, so, and nothing. And it's weird. To, it's ba- It's kind of a little concerning just because when he first went down, you know, it didn't look awful. He went down on his knee, but it didn't look like anything too too awful there but when you see see him down the tunnel after he's like come off the ice he's like down on one knee in pain which is not good to see i i i interpreted it as like he hit that ice pretty hard with that knee because he got tripped up you know uh by a habs player hmm go figure Mm. and they didn't think that they should have any penalties called on them last night seriously but um yeah they tripped him up he fell pretty hard on the ice. It's hard to tell by like uh, because I didn't see it in real time. I'm I'm watching gifs and and stuff. It looks like he smacked it pretty good. I'm hoping that it's nothing too serious and it's just something that they'll figure it out in the next couple of days and and he needs a little bit of time off. I think that's the best scenario. The worst scenario I don't even want to get into. You guys can yeah. let your imaginations roam. Not I mean, you guys can if you want. But Me yeah, it looks like a knee injury to me. I mean, who knows? He might have cracked a bone going down, too. I don't want to think about that. I think the best-case scenario is it's a contusion. Um, he needs, some, like you said, a little bit of time off, which for a young rookie playing his first full season in the NHL, getting a little few games off, heading in down the home stretch into the playoffs is not a bad thing. Right. Well, I mean, he also, you know, he missed time with the heart ablation, so... So you you want him to be able to play, but it, you don't want him to not play because he's injured. So I mean, it, get well soon, Charlie. That's all. I, all I got to say, um, after the deadline, some acquisition of Nick Holden and having extra defensemen is Sweeney's. Right. But we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I will say that Pluto wrote a tweet this, uh, today that said basically the notion of having depth at defense is very fleeting <laughs> i'm paraphrasing you know what i mean so charlie get well soon by the time that this podcast probably comes out it will probably know what's going on so but on sunday when we're recording this we have no idea and we're kind of silently freaking out all right what's next it's also good it's also good that grizz has played so well too I don't know what's going on with Grizz. Uh, I don't know if he's injured or or if they're just giving Holden time. I heard he was a little banged up. So, you know, it's good that Holden's here. It's good that there's he has time to, to get better. All right. The next topic is sweep of the Habs. <laughs> Season sweep of the Habs. And you know what? It wasn't a given last night because the, there was a one nothing lead from the first until the third. And then the dying moments of the third, really. Niemi just decided to play really like it was good. 2005 again? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then he let up his guard. Yeah, I mean, that DeBrus deflection was absolutely beautiful on the first goal. That was amazing. And he's played so well. And we'll get to do it a little bit more with the new guys. But um, some acquisition there on that line has really seemed to uh, be an injection of uh, 
goodness into it. Never gonna and give you up. Never gonna let you, let down. you down. Never gonna run around and desert, desert you. you. It's so good that I've already seen people on Twitter talk about trying to make find ways to keep said acquisition next year. So good, we'll see. Good God, you guys! I'm trying to stay on topic. Very on topic. But but that was beautiful. And then Marsh Marshan in overtime. Um. Oh my God. He, he just like he put on a clinic with like just holding the puck and skating around and it was beautiful and and the uh the actual like little screen in front as he was shooting it was perfect giving that little bit in and oh great to come out with a win there and it it was a fantastic game overall I thought I mean the Bruins played really well and it's been a it was a good like for sweeping the for sweeping the halves, which is fantastic. All the games were pretty good. Yep. Now, was it DeBrusque who was the 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 guy in front who um, was he screening? Was. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I, I noted that. I, I think that like a, 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 I call that a moving screen, which of course has a different meaning than it does in basketball. Yeah, but, you don't you don't you get called for that in basketball. Yeah. But um, of course, in hockey, it's well encouraged and smart because it, sometimes if you just camp out in front, especially on a three on three. You're, you're, you're taking yourself out of the play. So that was just, um, I mean, I, Marchand was clearly the, 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 the mastermind there. But good on my boy providing that moving screen. I do want to, I do want to point out that one kind of screen that you can't do anymore, thanks to Sean Avery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't turn and face the goalie. <laughs> and try to stick around his face. That will that will cause Tim Thomas to come after you <laughs> with the fury of a thousand fists. Oh my god, he did that against like Martin Brodeur <laughs> too. It was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, and I and I remember. Um, I think that's when Chris Drury was the captain of the Rangers, which is kind of weird. But even like Drury comes up to him like. Dude, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. <laughs> and if you never needed a question, uh, if you needed to answer the question why you can't do that, <laughs> just go find that clip on YouTube. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I mean, it seems so obvious. Like, why not do that? <laughs> yeah, I think the NHL, like, what, while they were watching that, and she was like, "Oh, we need to make a rule about this right now." <laughs> and it was um, the next day, they announced, "Yeah, effective immediately. You can't do that anymore." <laughs> oh God! Um, and anyway, uh, and the other thing I wanted to point out was like, "Holy shit!" I, I is Brad like getting to like sainthood, like in yes. in a sound? Yeah. How many times has he bailed us out in overtime? Or ten. Wow. Okay. Excellent. It, going into last night, there was a stat on the bottom of the of the uh, actual um, at the start of the at the bottom of the TV at the start of overtime, and it said he had nine overtime goals, and it was like the third most in Bruins history or something. Yeah. Now he's tied for first. Yes. 
Yes, I just love Brad. I do. You know it. All right. That sweep felt good. It did, especially with Claude on the other side yeah, of it. First time since 96. That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that pens game. Woohoo! That pens game. How about that? Now. The eight spot. I will, I will remind you that uh, talk of a certain player is a different topic. Okay. Thank you. Okay? So we will... We're just going to talk about that Pens game. And so basically, open season except for that player. Okay. Well, it was open season on the Penguins, for sure. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> it was open season that whole first quarter. I mean, period. Oh, Yeah, 5-3 at the end of one, I believe. That was... Uh, wow. Now, I, I think it's fair to say that when Tuka Rask lets in a goal from the side because he didn't shore up the post Mm -hmm. right and i had just seen that happen like three times in the gold medal game of uh the olympic athletes from russia against uh deutschland like that the german goalie couldn't figure that out and that happened to him multiple times that is all i'm saying no tuka that you you looked shitty in that first period completely shitty yeah he Again, of all the nights to lay an egg, it's pro- uh, when your team scores eight goals, that's that's the night to do it. Yes, yes. He, he definitely got bailed out by his team, but I think it's kind of hilarious that yeah. the Bruins scored, what was it? Was it four or five in the first period? Five. Five. Yeah, and they chased they chased uh, DeSmith, DeSmith after three. Which, of course, is Spanish for of Smith. It, is then... it Spanish or is it French? I, I thought it was French lights. That's Smith. I just like saying of Smith. Yeah, I know it is in any language. It's of Smith, really. (laughs) And the the other thing with that is, it kind of looks at with that game kind of perfectly encapsulated how well rounded the team is. Where in previous years, um, when you when the Bruins gave up four goals, it's likely going to be a loss. But the way this team plays, uh, they're able to you know take a blow and then double up on the other team. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty fantastic. And, uh, Krejci had a hat trick that game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Pasta had two goals and he tried, they tried really hard at the end to get him that third one. Um, which is kind of fun to see. And I know this kind of goes to the new guys. Gianta played and it wasn't bad. No, he, he actually was very helpful. Like um, he did more in that game than he did the entire Olympics. So good on that. But you know, you're not relying on him to be speedy. You're relying him to be down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Remember that. And he's he had... crazy, like a five seven guy. Play yeah. tough. <laughs> the yeah. one thing I will say is um, Pittsburgh has a player that I've wanted the Bruins to have just because of his name. His name is Olimata. Because anytime he would score, I'd be like. Hello, Mata, Hello, Fada from that old, <laughs> old song. And I want it so bad. Oh. I just want it so bad. Because <laughs> every time I see his name, that's the first thing that pops to mind. And, yeah, Camp Granada. <laughs> so, I, I, somehow, someway, if he could get on the Bruins, that'd be cool just because of his name. But while, while you had Krejci scoring 
three of the goals and Pasta two of them. It was a really well-rounded game. Everyone kind of contributed. I mean, I guess it's hard to not have everyone contribute when you score eight goals, but everyone contributed really well and to the that, effort. That game, we maybe we're going to talk about it, made me like fighting again. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's see. We had uh, we had a fight between 6-7-somebody-Alexiak against 6-9-Zidane-Ochara. Uh, who was on the sh- who was on the ice for like two and a half minutes and then Before. got in a fight? Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, oh, you want to go with me? Okay, tough guy, let's go. <laughs> that I mean, that game was was full of like um, there was some nastiness, a lot of nastiness going on, and and I think uh, you know, being a, a Bruins fan, I looked at it as like you guys are nasty shitheads who are coming after our players, so. Anytime any of my players decides they want to punch you out, go right ahead. Sidney Crosby punched Brandon Carlo, right? But the worst part was actually when McAvoy got a bloody nose. He got stitches in his nose because Patrick Hornquist decided he was an ass and, and he was going to just, you know, he hit him. And to me, it seems like he aimed for the head. It really looked like he aimed for the head. It, I mean, it did. And, Even you know, if he wasn't aiming for the head, he led with the elbow. Right. And so and then Charlie decided he was going to go get him back. And then all of a sudden, oh, now we have to fight because you came after one of our guys. It's like, no, you cannot dish out shit and not expect to get it back. And now Brett yeah. Carlo wisely did not retaliate because he would have been penalized for that. But the other stuff, it's like fair game. Yeah, when Mac Attack eventually uh, got a very clean big hit. On Hornquist. Yep. And the panels are like, oh, why'd you do that? You can't do that to us. <laughs> like, yeah, how, how dare that? How dare someone else get physical with us? Like, it, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crappy of them. I said it during the game. That game was like 2011 Boston Bruins. Um, like the fighting, scoring. I think the team has a, they have each other's back, and that's what you need to know. We we knew that. But it's always nice to just see a reminder. You don't need it all the time. You don't need that every game because, you know, we don't need fighting every game. We But we need to know that th- everybody has each other's back. That's it. I think this team has great chemistry. I think, the, I think, I think like, even with uh, new people coming in, I think the, the team in general, I think everyone kind of likes each other and kind of trust each other on the ice and things like that. And I mean, you don't see them getting into trouble off the ice either because you know, they, they don't want to kind of let down anyone. Well, I, Um, I think that David Posternock signed, summed it up perfectly with his one Instagram post family. mm -hmm. You know, I watched the NBC broadcast because I don't live where you guys live. So, you don't say. I know. And I will share something which I thought was the uh, coolest bit of the of the entire program. Zidane Chara is vegan. We've been talking about that for weeks. Shit! I just now found out. Uh, no, no. We've been we talked about that a few weeks ago. We talked about how he's vegan now. Uh, yep. he, he's um, quite often on his Instagram, which we are totally going to work on in the summer. We're going to totally talk about. I was not. I was not joking last week when I said that out loud on the podcast that I totally want to tackle his Instagram. But I feel like while we're in season, it's really difficult to do it the way I want to do it. So uh, that is an off-season thing. Um, 
you know, which is great. It gives us content for the off season. His Instagram is like the way Instagram should be. It's like, it's the perfect one, in my opinion, other than, and, and I'm a person who like, likes Instagram for all the dogs, right? So, but anyway, the point is that you're right. He is, he is vegan now. Um, and that is helping him out in different ways. And that's really amazing for him. I, good for him. Mazel tov. Yeah. Now, I'm I, vegetarian. I've been, I've been vegetarian in November. Not vegan, but vegetarian. I don't know if I could ever be vegan. No. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, the cheese, the cheese. The cheese is actually not that big of a deal. It's cooking with butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a baker, mm-hmm. I don't think I could do that. You know, and the eggs. I have to use eggs. Oh, yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, it would be hard for me. I could I could probably be vegetarian. I don't think I could be vegan. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so I'm kind of a crappy person. That's what it is. What I want to say about this game, right? What do you mean? I want to bring back to your point about MSNBC. No, let's try that again. MBCSNPDQOMGWTFBBQ is the full title of the channel, I believe. Anyway, yes. <laughs> I said to Glenn, I'm like, oh, this game is on that channel as well, right? Uh, but we were watching it on Nesson, okay? Of course. I think, I don't even know if the other one was blacked out, but it was on there. And we're like, oh, okay, that's funny that it's there. And I said, I bet you they're sad this game isn't against the Blackhawks, because it would be perfect. You know, I said, maybe they'll have another Blackhawks game on today or something. And then I scrolled past that game into the next time slot, and it was fucking Chicago Blackhawks playing San Jose. San Jose. What?! Do you know what that means? You guys don't seem to be embracing the significance of this. They're so in bed with those two teams that on the same night, they played two games. They showed two games, broadcasted two games that each of those teams was playing. I'm pretty sure J.R. Roenick was drunk during the the present, during the Bruins game. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Sure, or not? that on serious note, he was probably super jet lagged, but his commentary... Like he was mispronouncing everyone's name, and, and then he's like, "I," and like, like the next segment, he's like, "I'm sorry, I mispronounced." Uh, um, like he kept on calling, like he said, like uh, Tuka was from Sweden. Um, oh my was, god, Tuka should kick his ass. Like, and he was like calling people by their wrong last name, but he could get Kane correctly. He they did their best to talk. About of course, I understand. It, it's it's a broadcast. You need to hype up your next game, which is going to be on at like 1030 Eastern. But the love they have for each of the Canes was just like getting kind of annoying while I was watching a Bruins-Penguins game. This is not new on, this, on that channel because mm-hmm. the Penguins could totally not be playing anybody that night. But Pierre will bring up the Penguins during a Bruins game. It's annoying. As a fan... I don't want to watch that shit. If you're talking about my team, talk about my team or the team they're playing against. Don't bring in the Penguins. Don't bring in the Hawks. Don't tell me some obscure fact about some player who's not involved in the proceedings. Okay? I don't care about that shit. I I just don't. So it's just annoying to me. And I thought it was hilarious that, yes, NBC found a way to play to show both teams that they're in bed with. <clears throat> and it's annoying. Uh, and it was supposed to be a laugh, but, you know. I will give NBC some credit. Not for that game. Hell no. Uh, but when the playoffs come around, they often get uh, Brickley yep. and um, Carolina Hurricanes play-by-play John Forslund. 
who is very, very good. And they often have them together. Um, and I think they make a great team. So uh, in the first round, the second round of the playoffs, you can uh, listen to some maybe some uh, teams you're not used to seeing and hear some uh, great commentary. I really hope that we get a Dave Gosher, Brian Boucher game. I would love to have the two of them do a game because the one time I saw them do a game at the end when the game was well over, like, you know, like it was two minutes till the end. It was Rhode Island talk. I loved it. I want to have a podcast with the two of them talking about hockey in Rhode Island this summer. That would be great. I'll volunteer. I will do all the work, guys. You just talk. Talk about it. That'd be great. But anyway, yeah, I can understand. It's like sometimes NBC can get creative with who the, whom they bring in. And that is great for the fans. But, you know, if you're talking about Doc and Eddie and Pierre and that crew, ugh, please, you know, I'm all done with that. Anyway, are we done with this Penguins game? We talked yeah. about Tuca's woes and the scoring. Oh, no. One last thing I want to oh. talk about this game. Mm-hmm. This was the birth of Too Nasty. The true birth of true, uh, too nasty. True nasty? Yeah, because you had both Ry- uh, Riley and Rick. Rick scored first, and then ah, Riley. yes. Back-to-back goals, I believe. Nope, not back-to-back. Yes, back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back in the first. Too nasty. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, Tuka was probably injured during that game. I just want to throw that out there. That's why he didn't... St- uh, he had a minor injury, which is why he didn't start against the Habs. Oh, interesting. I just thought it was like backup night at the garden. Yeah. I mean, it kind of worked out that way. Oh, Niemi's in that. Yeah, let's throw anyone. <laughs> Isn't Price on injured reserve anyway, though? With a concussion, yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah. Uh, it came out this morning. Tuca had a slight injury, so. Okay, well, good for him to, for being able to sit out a little bit. Yeah. Stadium series. I'm sure this won't be long. Oh, man. Uh, let's put on it. Oh. I did not watch the game, but it did occur I, oh, to I, me. It, it occurred to me last night why after after the Bruins game was over, why they scheduled the Bruins game for such an oddball time of five. That threw me off. I didn't actually get to see the whole game because I thought the game was at seven. Even though we've ten, we've been talking about this, I just totally blanked it out. Right. So yeah, the game last night was at five, but the stadium series was at eight. They they were trying to figure out if they could actually pull it off because of the storm and all that stuff, but they they managed to do it. And those, I'm sorry, I'm not for the all white outfits, <laughs> uniforms. I, it, it just uh, uh, I, I, my impression was that that uniform against that ice was like, wow, the ice is really sad. It didn't use crest white strips. <laughs> It just it looks so dingy in comparison, but I don't like the white uniforms because I just think I don't like white. White's white's awful. It's <laughs> the last time we had white pants in the NHL was in the seventies for one year, and it was actually the Washington Capitals. I want to say it was their second year of existence. And the reason why they went with white pants is because they were so bad. The coach thought that if they wore white pants, the goalie would be able to see the puck better. Because the defense was so bad, the puck would show up better on white pants. So I, I, I think the, to me, it was just so weird looking. Yep. Because we just haven't seen this before. Uh, my dad, I was texting with him throughout the game. My dad loved them. He thought they were an amazing look. And he grew up liking football and basketball as his favorite sports, which you have white. He liked the Celtics. They, of course, have... Uh, yeah, yeah. The white, all white with a little bit of green trim. 
Yeah, I just I I'm not I'm not a fan of I'm I don't like road whites ever. Mm-hmm. Like okay. you can say, oh, this is the best road whites team, and I'm just like, oh, this is the be the best piece of shit of all of this shit. I mean, it's <laughs> just like I, I I can't differentiate because I hate them all. But I will say, if they do ever decide to go with glow in the dark, glow in the dark uniforms, I am all for it, man. I holy, want that. Holy shit. I had a buddy over last night. We watched the game. He's not a hockey fan. He just, just wanted to come over. He's like, dude, they should have glow-in-the-dark jerseys. <laughs> yeah, I think you've said something about glow-in-the-dark. And it was like, oh, my God, I would be so for that. Yeah. I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. I love that. That's because I'm um, a perpetual four-year-old. Yeah. That, that's exciting to me. But anyway, uh, apparently they lost uh, power during the stadium series. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, – the game was so bad that the stadium was just like, no, I'm, I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> like goodbye yeah it was uh i was i'm a huge fan of the winter classic having one outdoor game a year the stadium i think the stadium series dilutes and takes away from the winter classic okay i'm gonna go out on a limb and you're all gonna hate me i don't even like the winter classic i'm just done with the the outdoor stadium thing blah I don't want to go see it. I don't want to watch it on TV. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I don't even want to see the Bruins one next year because my association with the Winter Classic is, oh, great, ugly uniforms and you're going to lose. So great. I I think I'm just going to take the day off. (laughs) I'm actually going to next year's Winter Classic. I already booked my hotel room, but mainly because it's close to Chicago and Chicago is my favorite city to visit. So, and it's again, Chicago. I'm like, okay, I, I have to go to this. I'm going with my... I'm jumping the gun and I'm calling her my, my, my sister-in-law. My brother will be married by the time that game happens. So my, I'm going with my brother and my sister-in-law and my fictional girlfriend, but she didn't need a ticket. So, But no, I'm actually with you, VA, despite me actually excited about going to a Winter Classic. I'm like, okay, I, I don't think the players are all that inspired anymore by it. If anything, they might be a little bit annoyed. If you, if you made it a thing where it's like every team got to play in it, mm-hmm. okay, because it's not that way right now. If you, if it was like, you know, you what you could do is this. You could have the original six teams. Mm-hmm. They could host it. And then you get every one of the other teams coming, okay? So you can switch out the location every every year between these six teams. If you want to make it like some big thing, you could do it that way. So that way, if you wanted to make sure you had certain ratings or something, those teams tend to have pretty good ratings. So have one of the original six teams hosted and then have each of the other teams come in and play. Instead, right now what you've got is it's just all the same. It's all the same. And I think the reason why people, some players maybe turned off to it and it's gotten stale with people is because of the stadium series. I think if they had kept the Winter Classic, what it was meant to be, one outdoor game a year between two teams, if I think if they had kept it like that, that kind of mystique of it um, and the nostalgia of playing outdoors for the players would still be there now. Mm-hmm. Because we wouldn't have, I mean, they've had you know, upwards of 20 outdoor games now, and it just kind of takes away from it. So, and, and especially playing a game, like, in March outdoors, how much sense does that make? Well, I would I would much rather go to a game in March because if you're asking me to go to a game on New Year's Day in the freaking cold place, South Bend's not that close to Chicago. 
it's still an hours out and then you have to deal yeah. with everybody else driving there right so you're going to be your outside Dane, though. <sighs> i stayed across from it i, I <laughs> just not that big into it I, I i i look at it this way i don't like winter enough to want to be out in it i don't want to watch a game in it i don't want to i certainly don't want to watch it on tv if it doesn't have anything to do with me but i just i'm just done with it i'm just like look i'll go to a game probably in the winter you know at your stadium if it's enclosed (laughs) i don't want to be outside in the elements because i hate winter i don't i already don't want to live here anymore because of winter (laughs) you know i i don't want to live in florida so it's like the challenge is finding a place where I can deal with it. But uh, basically, uh, I I don't I I don't want any of that. I don't care how big the stadium is, and I I don't care about fans and atmosphere and all that shit. Th- those are the things I don't like about the game. <laughs> but anyway, the stadium series is like I I also kind of don't get doing it in March in Washington. Nor did I get doing it out in California in March. You know, oh, those jerseys, uh, the Californian Stadium Series jerseys, were the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, those were bad. Those were bad. But you know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I I think there's a truth in the dilution of the game mm-hmm. uh, with all of these outdoor things. So that's just how I, it is. I think it'll be cool for Anders Bjork, who will be playing hopefully if he's with the Bruins, um, at the t- with um, the Bruins at Notre Dame's football stadium where, you know, he went to school. And that is really neat. I really, really hope j- the Bruins go with some gold helmets for it just because of the Notre Dame helmets. I want the gold. They need I to. want it. Uh-oh. VA is not, not happy. <laughs> I, I usually love shiny things. I love shiny helmets and whatever and shiny Pokemon and all that stuff. You know, shiny. I like shiny. But I just don't like those helmets because I find them too distracting. You know what I mean? Where I'm watching the game and I'm just like, I'm more like watching the shiny helmets go rather than the action. And maybe that's more of a commentary on me. (laughs) (laughs) But I I just like not having like something flashy that I'm going to pay more attention to. Plus, if you were going to do the gold helmets... You have to, the the current uniforms, the way they are, like if you're doing like a Winter Classic one, you're going to have to do a metallic gold, like a true gold. So I don't know if they're going to want to do that because I'm just going to put it out there. There is expense involved with all of that. There is. I just, for me, the Notre Dame football helmet is like the perfect football helmet. Just the design, the gold, it's just kind of the mystique of it. And then their hockey team does the same thing with the gold, uh, which is just for me, fantastic. Just the uniformity. I know a lot of times the hockey teams are trying to copy their um, football teams helmets and it looks like shit, but to me, it's just perfect. And I think that it would be fantastic. I also also think they shouldn't do that either because they don't have any ties to Notre Dame. Black and gold. Black and gold. No, no, they, they don't really wear a true gold, but also they don't have a tie to Notre Dame. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Um, you know that the home team here is Chicago somehow, because why not? But but another thing is that I just, uh, no, I no, I don't want the gold helmets. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you a secret. And it's not so secret, especially since I'm going to tell it to everybody. I actually wish they would just stop doing this uniform shit. 
Just wear your regular uniforms. Let's go. Just VA. stop making it this big thing. What? I, I quit. What? I, quit. I am so angry at that notion that in a, in a moral, I am morally convicted to quit this podcast. Not really. Oh, okay. But, I, um, <laughs> but no, big surprise that I love the jerseys. I love like. Oh, I, I do won't. too. Yeah. I absolutely freaking love it. I mean, that's why, like, it, it's the guys on this podcast were like, oh, jerseys, 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 Yeah, jerseys. you guys really are. It's like, it's um, like, it's like, it's stereotypically, yeah. no, okay, ready? I explained it to, to Glenn this week. Perfect analogy. Ready? Like, you guys start talking about jerseys and shit, and it's kind of like that episode of Scrubs where Carla and, and, uh, and, uh, Elliot figure out that if they start talking about, sh- if they say something about shoes, the guys zone out, like, uh, yeah. Right. But then they bring them back by saying like sexy lingerie or something. That's what it's like for me. The minute you guys talk about jerseys, I'm like, oh, shoes. (laughs) And then like if we're going to talk about something that I care about, it's like talking about sexy lingerie, except I don't, you know, I'm the guy in this scenario is what I'm saying. You are. I got it. Okay. I, I just like you guys talk about things that I'm like. Oh, if you guys want to talk about real fashion, I am willing to do that. But you're talking about jerseys, and I don't care. <laughs> I mean, half the fun of Seattle getting a team is going to be seeing what their jerseys look like. Oh, they're going to be horrible. They're going to be plaid, <laughs> and they're going to bring back the grunge scene. Oh, my God. If it were plaid flannel, I would love that. <laughs> there you go. They wore Doc Martin boots. Yes. <laughs> and the, the kind of, I mean, the, 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 the shorts that are just a little too long around their knees. And, and their jeans. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Rip> jeans. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love it. Love it. Let's do it. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing plaid. <laughs> it would be novel <laughs> but they don't make jerseys colors like that um so yeah to me it's just like i don't know i in the in the nfl i hate it when they have the color rush things those things are awful it's a it, all of this is just a ploy to make you guys spend more money the color rush the bucks color rush is actually better than their normal red ones i wish they would actually switch to the color rush as their normal red jersey but because <laughs> it's just all red with a pewter number that's it and it's just perfect for the bucks and instead they have pewter orange red black and i'm just like uh the Patriots did this thing where they had silver jerseys for a while. They were the alternate alternate homes or something. And I the had thing one. is, it's like I'm looking. I'm like on the field. You can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I have a Teddy Bruschi one. Mm. So 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 anyway, I just I don't know. I'm just like I, I'm done with that. I just I just can't. Like you guys, sometime you're gonna have some jersey talk and whatever, and I'm just gonna go away for like an hour so you can get all this stuff out, and then we'll talk about other things. But uh, the stadium series, eh. That's what I feel about it. Ugh. And it was a bad game. Oh, well, I, yeah. I, it, it was guaranteed I was not going to watch it because it's the Capitals. And I fucking hate the Capitals. Okay, now this is not happening. What's going on? All right, I might have to actually reach in now. Damn it. All right.
Ready? I already did that, but this is super high tech. Oh, one of my favorite all time topics. Sidney Crosby is a douche canoe. Yeah. I alluded to it earlier when I said that he punched out Brandon Carlo, who wisely didn't retaliate because guess who was going to get called for that one? Brandon Carlo. Right, right. So, but he punched him out and I found that offensive and I immediately wanted to go hunt Sidney Crosby down and castrate him. Okay, so now that we're talking about things reasonably, I feel like poor Nick. Nick, I took you out with the jersey thing. I'm sorry. I just don't like them. I, I, I quit. I quit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But could you come in and talk about Sidney Crosby being a douche canoe? Let's just talk about, okay, let me let me lay out some more stuff. Um, All right. He openly hooked or slashed somebody in mid-ice and didn't get called for it, okay? And then when he didn't get a call go his way, because he felt like some Bruins did something, like looked cross-eyed at him and had to be called for something, he went to his bench and whined about it. And they even commented on it on the broadcast. I I mentioned this when it happened. Only Sidney Crosby could get away with hooking in a city that isn't Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Even um. Patrice gets away uh, does not get away with it. He always gets called for it. Damn it! He got called for a phantom one the other week. Damn it! Uh, I I have always had a well. Uh, let me preface this by saying I I am you should go on hockey Facebook, not so much hockey Twitter. Ooh. Everyone like likes to insult Crosby by calling him, you know, uh, Cindy. Uh, uh, Cindy. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I don't like. Uh, to me. No, no, just call him what he like is. Douche canoe. Douche, Douche canoe. canoe is fine. Sydney's kind of Sydney can be a girl's name anyway. Right. It is a unisex name, but that that doesn't mean that yeah. you need to call him Cindy, which is offensive to women. Think about especially this. named Cindy. It uh, is, it's, it's very. I don't offensive. know any Sydneys, but I'd feel bad for him. Absolutely. I um, I think you should feel bad for women. Yeah. Being, no, realistically, people yeah. will say you shouldn't yeah. call him a girl's name because that's offensive. And I'm like, think about the women here. They don't want to mm-hmm. be. They don't want him compared to them. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, but um, anyway, yeah, that's not fair. But calling him a douche canoe is fair. That is very fair. I have had an issue with Cro- uh, Crosby. Uh, I'm not going to refute his skill. I think he's you know probably top three in the NHL ever since he's been there but the way when uh cook took out savard yep and you had bergeron talking to uh crosby i mean so like i know like it was very and it was very emotional conversation bergeron wasn't uh you could tell he wasn't gonna be violent but he was just angry and crosby did everything to look away from bergeron he did you know he he couldn't admit fault with his team, and also going back to that 2013 series, which was a very very rough series. You had Chara tra- calling out Crosby on the ice, and Crosby just turtles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was going to sue Chara because Chara was threatening to punch his jaw. Yeah, and it was just like if your jaw is still fucking broken, then wear a thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Don't go on the ice not wearing a thing. Uh, and by thing, I mean like the the, the, the mask. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It, I understand yeah, it's not fun to play thing. with, but you know the thing is, if you're you're worried about your jaw, you wear that. That's what you do, um, or you don't play. Mm-hmm. Those are your two options. I I remember that was my first instances of of Sidney Crosby, and I've not seen anything after that that's made me think anything otherwise about him. 
because it's just like, yes, he has a tremendous amount of skill. And I know there's a certain amount of chirping and, and certain deeds that you do, bad deeds in, in this game. But he is a whiny fucker. Okay. Mm-hmm. He whines yeah. about everything and then he does douchey things. And then he's, it all adds up to being a douche canoe. Sorry. It just does. I don't yeah. care if you're that skillful, then don't, don't sink to those, those depths. And you don't need, if you're, if you're that talented, you don't need to do that shit. Like you could argue, and I'm not saying that you should, you could argue that Brad needs to do certain things to be the player that he is. I don't think he needs to do all of those, but he does. But Sidney Crosby should be above that because he's supposed to be generational talent and all that stuff. But I guess general generational talent means douche canoe. So, ugh. I mean, it doesn't have to. Look at Eric Carlson. Generational uh, talent. And he's not a... I don't think he's a douche canoe. No, he's, 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 a, a, uh, he's a funny, nice guy. Yeah. He just looks like a greasy weasel. He does look... He does look greasy. Okay, does look, okay, okay. Like... Like greasy. Yeah, yeah. He just literally. It's like take a bath. He's yeah, covered in grease. Yeah. Um, um, (laughs) Looks like a pirate. A greasy pirate. (laughs) Greasy pirate. But I don't hate him. I mean, I I I hate him because he's good. Like, it's one of those things where you don't want to play against him because he's good. I actually made like him more because he looks like a greasy pirate. Yeah. Um, you know, every once in a while, there's this car that I run into in my town. Like, I'll, I'll be parking my car and I'll look back and I get a little freaked out because um, I see something and I'm like, oh, my God, Eric Carlson's in that car. It's a Guy Fox mask <laughs> that's like on a seat back. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sydney, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I can I can give you some more. Um, as he is the one of the faces of the NHL, and one of the most punchable faces, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel for marketing. I will say our sport because this is, a, of course, a hockey podcast. But for marketing our sport, I think he's done a very poor job. Yeah, uh, maybe he didn't sign up for that job. But that was the job that was assigned to him. He is, and this maybe falls into the, the, the greater hockey culture of you're not supposed to be uh, an, an animated guy. Oh, he's but he is the most he's the most bland guy, and almost to the point it's offensive. Like Belichick is so bland, like you expect it, and like and it's almost charming. He's a um, little saucy in his yeah. blandness. <laughs> like, no, we're going to try to score more than, than the other other team. That, that's our that, that's our that's our goal. Like that's funny. No, no, it, it it was definitely a lack of execution and a lack of coaching, and we're going to have to work better on that next time. The guys who showed up played, and the guys who didn't didn't. <laughs> hey, I'm still mad at Bel- Belichick um, because I think he did something cruel. But but anyway, you're right. He uh, Cindy Crosby is so bland, and it's while it's wonderful to never discuss any of his off ice incidents because there are none. So that's great. He's a great person in that respect. But on the ice, he's a fucking douche canoe. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I don't have a lot of respect for him in that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I respect his skill. But, you know, I'm also really glad that the Bruins held him to zero points on Back Thursday. That yes. Was awesome. So, great. But, uh, yeah. I, 
It is one of my favorite topics. We'll talk about it again sometime. Maybe if the Bruins meet the Penguins in the playoffs. That was me knocking on wood. I have a wooden desk. It's very nice. Um, I hope Owen shows up again. Owen? Owen? Owen, Owen 4? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. <laughs> oh, I should know better. All right, ready? Ooh, Patrice Bergeron. Injury. Okay, so uh, the basic thing is that, uh, what was it? Was it last, um, it was Vancouver. It was against Vancouver, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, well, I, he, okay. He injured his foot and they took x-rays and they did not see a fracture. And then he played uh, against Buffalo, right? And then, oh, no, it, it happened against the Maple Leafs, I think. I think they were playing at the Maple Leafs. It was last weekend. But anyway, uh, he played and then on Monday, they announced that he had a foot fracture and that he would be out for at least two weeks. Two weeks would be the re-evaluation of it. Now, a lot of people were like, why did he even play? And I'm going to tell you why, right? Okay, because I, 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 I did suggest this to Days of Yore this week. They, he played because, one, x-rays of feet are notorious for not showing anything. We're talking about probably one of the metatarsals, I think. And you can't always see the view of the fracture, no matter how you put the foot. You can only put it in a few different orientations. And other bones kind of block the uh, the view of the bone. So what they had to do was they had to do a secondary scan. They had to do probably a CT or or something like that. And that's or an MRI. MRI is probably the one they did. And they um, they were able to get a better view of the foot, and they found the fracture of the bone. Now, I can tell you from my own experience, I've had a foot fracture that w- I was told it, it was negative on x-ray. But that sucker hurt for months after. And and there's not much that they're going to do. They're not, they, you can't really put a cast on it. You can walk around in a boot and let it heal on its own. Um, but the reason why they let him play on Sunday was that they wanted to see how he felt. If he continued to have discomfort after it. Then they would do another exam. And I also said, you try telling Patrice he can't play. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that played a game with a punctured lung and broken ribs and a separated shoulder and was literally hospitalized for 10 days after the fact. Like, this, you're not going to tell him he can't play. His his pain tolerance might be too high. Right. I I think that he was just... You could tell during the Buffalo game he was very uncomfortable, but it's kind of one of those things where it kind of justified doing a secondary scan, you know, uh, because no team wants to find out that a player is going to be out, obviously. And uh, everybody's kind of freaking out a little bit about this because, well, he's injured and the team has to find new ways to, to work around that. Right. So Riley Smith got Riley Smith. Oh my God. That's a name for the past. Let's try this again. Riley well, he's Nash. He's playing pretty well for Vegas. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Next year he won't, though. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> I think that Vegas caught lightning in a bottle this year. I really do. And uh, they're going, and that's good. Uh, but basically, um, Riley Nash got bumped up to the the first line. His brother, Rick, 
is over on the second line. <laughs> yep, that's that's true. And their dad, Kevin Nash, is a former WWE wrestler. Hey. <laughs> Uh, yeah (laughs) so you know it's one of those things where the team just has to get uh, everybody else has to step up that's it you know it's I think that Patrice Bergeron actually makes your team so much better but they're getting it done without him yeah he, he definitely makes you better the thing that I'm trying I'm trying to remain positive about it for a few reasons. One, Riley Nash is playing really well. And while you can't replace Patrice Bergeron on that first line, they he, they haven't taken such a huge step back that it's hurting the team with him at center. Then also, I'm trying to remain positive over the injury because Patrice Bergeron, father time is definitely catching up to him. And so... Um, yeah, I hear he's about ready to retire, according to I a mean, certain he's, sports he's, writer. He, he's, really, he's really, really getting up there in age. So having him, like, healthy and rested going into the playoffs would be fantastic. I just want to tell uh, listeners that Tim has had a huge smile on his face the whole time. So uh, <laughs> keep that in mind when you you listen to what he just said. <laughs> I mean, I, I I I I am kind of making fun of that parody account, Hack with Hags. So I mean, which is making fun of the real Hags. So. No, I'm saying oh. that Hags' account is a parody account. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Yeah, well, you know what? Patrice is going to have a little time off, and he'll be ready for the playoffs. That's all. Get You know, it, it, uh, the worst part is, like, the first few weeks of pain. And they're taking care of that. And certainly the, the staff there, they know what they're doing about that. So it's fine. I just get sad seeing him up there on the ninth floor. He had, like, a little, little cup full of, like, popcorn. And he's like, yeah, I have to sit up here and watch with these guys. Oh my gosh, Anders Bjork looks so sad too. <laughs> I felt so bad. His hair was disheveled. He's got it. He's in a sling. He's just like. <laughs> um, I, I mentioned uh, uh, earlier this podcast. I was watching the game with just uh, uh, just a just a buddy, and there was uh, Bjork up there. And he goes, "That woman has a very bad haircut." Like, <laughs> um, that, that is a man. Who still has a bad haircut? <laughs> I don't think his haircut's bad. He's just got a lot of hair. And it was just I, all over the place. So And I say, who the hell, who am I to judge men's hair? I have long hair. I have very long hair. <laughs> oh. And if if I probably from the back I have I've been mistaken for a woman a few times. Your body's not very womanly. I'm offended. <laughs> so uh, the title of this episode is Ways That VA Offends Nick. <laughs> you offend me over jerseys and my body image. I wasn't trying to body shame you. I was just saying you weren't I if you know what? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm being offensive I'm to angry. everyone. I'm being offensive to everyone. Who am I to say anything about body types? Or what people think, and oh, uh, okay, yep. Um, all I know is this: it took me two or three days to play phone tag with my hairdresser after 
mistakenly not calling him much sooner. And I will get my hair done this week. Anyway, okay. I Tinder matched with my uh, with my hair dresser. I thought you yeah. were off of twi- Tinder. Twinder. What? I thought you... Ooh, Twinder. If you wanted to date twins. Or if you were a twin wanting to date another twin. Wow. I just came up with a new dating app. Twinder. I already joined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, I don't think the Patrice injury is too much to worry about. It's just like the team is, has to find a, a new way to, to win. Now, injuries, of course, can happen at any time. But I, I feel like there's some, some luck, some law of averages out there. I'd rather him be injured now than in the playoffs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. This is fine. It's a tough stretch, yeah. but they're going to figure a way through it. And they've got some games in hand on other teams. So. Yeah. And if you don't take on, maybe call me a, a bad fan here. If you don't take the first overall seed in the playoffs, big deal. Oh, okay, okay. Because I was just sitting there. I thought you were saying if you don't take the first overall seed in the playoffs, I'm done with you. I'm not going to be your fan anymore. Oh that's, no, that's no. what I. I'm offended that you think I would say that. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I don't. Okay, yeah, it would be nice to play a wild card, but. I mean, you're going to – the road to the playoffs. You, I, I feel like me jokingly saying you offend me is now offending you. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry for offending you. This this episode needs to have a warning offensive language. <laughs> <laughs> This episode contains mild defensive language about jerseys, <laughs> sexual orientation and gender, and playoff orientation. Orientation. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I I kind of prefer to not have the number one seed overall for the f- reason that if they do, they'd likely win the president's trophy. And I'm just superstitious enough to not want that to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call yeah, me crazy. I don't want but, that. No, no. Yeah, ask, it, you know. ask the penguins how they feel about uh, not winning the president's trophy the past two years. Exactly. Who did win last year? <laughs> Washington, I think. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Because they went all in with Shattenkirk and everything. Mm-hmm. And then that chat. And it hurt. And now they're still they're still the Capitals without him. I mean. Holby's been having a bad year. I know he won last night, but he has a goals against average over three. Keep losing, anyway. baby. Keep losing. Keep yeah. losing, baby. Like, keep finding, keep showing us ways that we can defeat you. Keep doing it. I like it. All right, guys, ready? Final one. Bum, bum, bum. New guys! Yeah. So the new guys have been pretty fantastic overall. And not just Rick Nash, who has really rejuvenated that line. DeBrusque has played really well with him, and so has Krejci. So, and Rick Nash has played well himself. He even, you know, had a Vesna type save there in the game. 
um, that was fantastic. So oh, he's he did. Good, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's playing really well. It almost seems like he's a little rejuvenated as himself, kind of coming to the Bruins and a team that's actually in contention and not with the Rangers, um, where he's trying to drag around the entire team. So that's that's really good. And um, Tommy Wingles played well. I mean. <laughs> And I, the first, my first reaction when they traded for him was, you know, I got to find a Wingle gif um, <laughs> on Twitter because that's the first thing I thought of. And he's played well. He had a couple of, he had a goal, a couple of assists, I think. He had a goal and oh. an assist in the in the first game he was in. Yeah. Yeah. So he's played really well. Um, Holden is holding his own. Um, he's holding down the fort. And. <laughs> So many puns. So, I mean, I really, I really like the new guys and how they've turned out. And um, for all the people that thought that, you know, the Bruins gave up the farm to for Rick Nash, they didn't. He, he's been worth it. And my only, only regret is that, well, two regrets, is that Rick Nash doesn't have RIC on the back of his jersey with Nash. And two, that Riley Nash didn't switch to number 16. 16. To fuck with people because that would have been even better. But yes. Oh my goodness! I swear, Rick Nash grew when he joined the Bruins because he was already a big guy, and now he seems even bigger. Like, what the like, hell? Yeah, yesterday on the ice there was a few like little scrums and stuff, and all of a sudden there's Rick Nash towering Ooh. over everyone. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Call Ghostbusters? Uh, so, probably. Well, but inside New York. Um, Rick Nash also his interview looking right at the camera, oh, man. Yeah, I was just gonna say that he is. His eyes are staring into your soul. I told. Did I tell you? I told you about. I, I compared him to Tony Romo last week. He is very Tom, Tony Romo esque in that way too, because Romo yes, always is. looked at the camera when they were like, "Yeah, of course, Janine." Blah 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 blah. Like uh, yes, yes. I I noticed that too about Rick Nash. I was like, wow, he's like been here two days and he's acting like he's just at home looking at that camera. <laughs> Andrew Raycroft doesn't look at the camera, and he does the pre and during and post game show. Wow, I am missing out on a lot not having Nesson. Yeah, you know you're so, you can get Nesson through like YouTube or something. They have like a Nesson Go. Nesson Go, you have to have a cable provider to sign in with. Oh, that's too bad. Mm. Yeah, like it's like that with NBC Sports Boston as well. You have you, they stream like the Celtics games, but you have to have um, the cable provider. And right now, Nesson Go doesn't have very many. I think they only have like five providers right now that are like linked up with it. Like, and they're we like Cox Cable. Like, there's a couple random ones. But, like, for instance, we have Spectrum, so I can't sign in with mine because they don't have Spectrum as one of their providers. Well, I'm guessing since they, uh, that Comcast Sportsnet has something like that, or NBC Boston now, we probably could do that. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get your hopes up on that. I was, Yeah, Andrew Raycroft has been a new addition this year, and he's just kind of stiff. Mm. He's stiffer than um, than what's-his-name used to be, um, the big tall guy who's – Good at being tall. 
Hal Gill? Yes, that's him. <laughs> wow, I love it. You yeah. like we totally like yeah. yeah. Okay, so Hal Gill was kind of stiff at first too, but Raycroft is continuing to be mm-hmm. very very stiff. Uh, Hal Gill's doing a Predators broadcast yes. now. Yeah. So anyway, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I noticed that about Rick Nash. I'm glad that he's a good uh, addition. I am still worried about post-season Rick Nash. So we're going to see. Oh, my. Okay. I think so. so. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to feel good until we get into the postseason and see something. So... I, I, I look no I feel good I'm just not going to be like oh my god this is the best thing ever so like I don't feel like we gave up the farm like Spooner I would trade I traded him so many times so I it's like good for Spooner did you see that Spooner beat Dougie last night or yes. the night before oh that was yeah. nice love it you just keep doing that if you if if Agent Spooner wants to keep doing shit like that to players I don't like great I want it so so anyway yeah, I, I look. It looks like it's a good deal right now. I can't be mad about that. Of, of course, uh, I, I think a lot of people have uh, mentioned. See, I, I'm more of a, a hockey Facebook guy because I hate myself. But um, not really. But some of the hot takes on hockey Facebook are way better than hockey Twitter. Yeah, um, hockey Facebook. Oh, yeah. I've done some shallow dives there, and I'm like, oh. Um, yeah. Sports um, Facebook in general. Um, ew, yes. But so they've, of course, mentioned that, hey, Krejci's playing a lot better with Nash uh, on the wing. I'm like, this is true. But DeBrusque has played so much better as well. He has. DeBrusque kind of... I mean, DeBrusque's had a really good uh, mm. season overall, but he kind of got into a little bit of a a lull, I guess, before mm. Nash came, and he's he's played really well um, since Nash came over. That, that, that deflection last night for that goal was absolutely awesome. He's... And he was on the ice for the game-winning goal as well, and he was able to uh, do that moving screen, as Nick pointed out, mm. and it, yeah, he's he's playing well. He's it's funny once you give players that you didn't want to draft time to develop and play. Oh my gosh, they're good players. <laughs> okay. How about that? First of all, DeBrusque is a first year. He's going to have peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys. This is to be expected, and that's fine. Now, Bruce Cassidy has talked about Jake DeBrusque and said, you know, there there are times where we sit him. Mm-hmm. just to kind of let him have a chance to kind of see what's going on and to get an idea of the fact that, you know, it's what he's doing right now isn't cutting it. And then we put him back out there and he responds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good kid. Yeah. Good coach. So, so I mean, you know, well, Bruce Cassidy coached these younger inexperienced players, these players lacking NHL experience for a very long time. So he knows how to do these things. And that's one of the reasons why, they brought him up, and one of the reasons why they just made the a very easy transition. So because he's a lot of these people, he's play, he's coached in some way or another. So that's great, and I think that uh, DeBrusque is smart. He wants to play, so he knows that he needs to constantly be working on his game, 
And if he has two people who are strong in, in mentorship or somebody, two people that he can look at like, oh, okay, these guys have played for a long time. I should take some pointers from them or I should be in the spots they want me to be in, you know, to make it happen. Then he's going to do it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like you guys pointed out with Cassidy, I think I was really like, I was really personally, I was really skeptical of how he would do. Um, but I think I really like, and most of it had to do with how he did his first time around as an NHL head coach. I think when he went down and started coaching in the AHL and stuff like that, he kind of learned a lot about himself and a lot about coaching. And I think he's kind of turned that and turned that around and brought that to the Bruins. Um, because of that time in the AHL. I think that was probably, even sometimes coaches need seasoning in the AHL. Well, age, introspection, evaluation, and oh, what was the other word? I just thought about it. And experience. They all add up to who you want to be or who you become, you know? So alter any one of those things, you know, and you get different outcomes. And if you alter all of those things, you get hopefully the best outcome, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's coaching his childhood team, like his childhood favorite team. How much better can it get for him? I mean, he could probably have a little bit more hair on top. It's true. I don't want to think of Bruce Cassidy as being a vain man. So Okay, that's fair. I, I mean, to, I don't think he is. He, to me, he's just not ready to give it up on. Like, he's trying to, like, spike it a little bit still, and it's just not working. <laughs> well, he's old. He's not dead. Uh, i mean he's not that old he's like what in his 50s or something i don't know but anyway like that seems old to you it doesn't seem old to me (laughs) (laughs) i mean i just turned 30 and i seem old to me so Uh, cassidy's uh, 52 oh yeah see so he's not that old but like uh you know he's still young enough to know uh, what it was like to be in the 80s and spike your hair all the time that's true. I'm actually looking at pictures of him from the 80s, and he spiked his hair all the time. Yeah, so it's a, it's not a new thing. Yeah. It's just, it's actually, it's just how he's always been. So he's trying to just hold on to that, that glimmer of youth. Good for him. You go ahead and do that. That's fine. I'm not trying to be offensive to him. Only Nick. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, Gianta. Uh, uh, Gianta was the surprise signing. And he's been surprisingly not terrible. No, no. Uh, he's useful. He was in on that uh, one, what was it, the pasta goal? Or oh, it was the crazy goal. It was the the, 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 the final hat trick goal. He uh, he dished it over to to Krejci. Oh, yeah. That, that was actually a really nice pass, if I remember correctly. He dished it right across the goal mouth. And, yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, Jari was a little bit out of position and boop. Right inside. Nice. It was beautiful. And he's, uh, the one thing I will say, he's, he's, he's number 12 and it just makes me miss Jerome McGinley that much more just because of number 12, but he had an assist against in the Montreal game as well. So he's had three assists in two games. Yeah. So that's not bad. That's more than we could have expected, right? He's, he's a depth guy and he's taking advantage of the fact that they need depth right now. Right. There you go. There you go. That's the like. So, so how um, would you, Nick, rate what Don Sweeney did during this uh, trade deadline and acquisition deadline? 
I give this three. Three Sweenius. You didn't say it the right way. Sweenius! Sweenius! <laughs> Sweenius! <laughs> Sweeneyses. <laughs> <laughs> Just like plop up three little Sweeneyes heads. Yeah, you need to have like an emoji for that. What's the Sweeneyes emoji? Ooh. Oh, you should just put three three Don Sweeney pictures Sweeney in the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, you know what I I would want for a Sweeneyes emoji is a bear. Wearing a graduation hat. <laughs> Sweetness. Because <laughs> Bruins. How about a bear it's, with, with uh, Albert Einstein hair? Ooh, that would work too. Yes. Uh, maybe we should have listeners tell us what they think the Sweetness uh, uh, emoji or picture should be. <laughs> kind of like the Hypnoclode. <gasps> oh my god. You could have Sweeney, uh, Don Sweeney's face with Albert Einstein hair. Ooh, Sweeney's. That is Sweeney's, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Or Albert. Now I want, Einstein... I want Don Sweeney to start like spiking his hair now. No, no, he's got to have <laughs> Albert Einstein hair. He's got to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 just, I want that now. <sighs> you know, I got to tell I... you now that I have shorter hair. Getting up in the morning and remembering to brush my hair is very difficult. I mean, it's not super short. It's shorter than it was. Remember, my hair used to be really long. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like the longest it ever was. And now I forget to wash. No, I don't forget to wash my hair. (laughs) I just forget to uh, brush it or comb it. So every once in a while, I'll just like put my hand through my hair and it's like not. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, Oh, wow. That's something. That's a nickname you could give someone. The MLB, like, um, the MLB Twitter account sh- is showing, just showed, like, the red, couple Red Sox home runs that were hit, and they hit, because they hit uh, back-to-back homers, and it was two of the young Red Sox players. And Raphael Devers, they've given him the nickname Raffy Big Stick. So that's, that's a nickname you can give someone. <laughs> yes, uh, Nick... <laughs> You probably haven't heard in a while, but uh, or listened in a while, but uh, we have this new thing because Jeff Jeff says, "Well, that's a decision you can make." Yes, and, yeah, yeah, that's a decision. yeah, yeah. That's a decision you can make when you're trying to not be judgmental, but you totally don't agree with the thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's that's yeah. Be- that is a decision you could make. <laughs> definitely a nickname that you could give someone. That's a decision. That, that's a nickname you can give someone. I just love saying it now, but it's like, it's really funny when you're like, well, that's a decision you can make. So I have to roll it out in daily life a little bit more. And because... if you want to get pulled, if you want to do the politician way, well, my colleague here, that is a decision you can make. Like, they, like <laughs> you don't want to be someone's colleague if you're in politics. That is not a good thing. Oh, really? I never thought about it that way. Yeah, it means you're on the you're in a debate and you guys really don't agree. My colleague oh. eats shit and want, and should die. Like that's really what you're saying. Oh wow! <laughs> this piece of shit is better than this <laughs> other piece of shit. Yeah, that's a decision I made. <laughs> okay, so Nick, I'm sorry to offend you on the on the jerseys and whatever, but. I just it's 
it's going to be, we're going to have an episode where we're going to talk about all the things we hate about the sport. So, and most of the things that I hate beyond officiating are the, like the little things that I just can't get into for whatever reason. I just can't get into it. I don't know. I don't know what's going to make my heart grow three sizes that day. We'll figure it out later. Well, a large heart is not a good condition, actually. It was a reference to the Grinch. You know, I think I having think love I in your heart. Literally. Oh, well, I thought you were going with the Big Bang Theory reference where Sheldon was like, yeah, who actually mentioned, yeah, an enlarged heart is something you don't want to like make, fu- don't want to make fun of, don't want to work with. Serious. It was one episode of the Big Bang Theory where they were. It was a Christmas episode, obviously. Yeah, they were probably referencing the Grinch thing. <laughs> and, and they were, but Sheldon took it seriously. I know. It was like, oh. like, and he rooted for the sun in Frosty the Snowman as well. Because Frosty, <laughs> Frosty stole that hat and he was punished. <laughs> wow. wow I, I never really thought about it. I can't wait till we have an episode where we... Um, we basically ruin everything for everyone by talking about the immora- immorality in every uh, fairy tale or children's tale or whatever. That's that's going to be a everybody's going to want to tune in for that one. But in the meantime, I think we should probably wrap up the show. No enlarged hearts needed for this one. I do have a special hat, but I didn't steal it. I bought it. Hey, you're both wearing Bruins hats. I feel a little yeah. bit left out of the club. I'm not not in the Bruins hat wearing club. This one's old. I think I got it when I was still in co- in undergrad, and it doesn't look old. I mean, yeah. maybe the the font looks a little old, but I didn't really think about it. It's yeah. actually made for like it's like the uh, fade is actually how like the hat was made. Mm-hmm. So it was made to have the fade font, and uh, it's Reebok. So yeah, like Reebok is actually what dates it. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like new is rel or old is a relative term, and since Adidas is still kind of relatively new with this manufacturing stuff, I keep forgetting about the Reebok thing. And then also it's the same company. Well, there is that. Yeah. Uh, it's the same parent company. So and technically CCM bought Reebok's hockey operations a few years back, but not their Jersey operations. It got really weird. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. So technically, Reebok hasn't made hockey equipment, the exception of jerseys, in probably five, six years. Okay. Huh. Mm-hmm. Well. Yes. I think we're going to wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. Do you have any additional comments based on not what we already talked about? I still play with a tapes curve. <laughs> I'm no longer wearing shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, great. (laughs) You know, I think I'm just going to scrap all the rest of the show and just keep that. (laughs) okay that's a decision you can make (laughs) that is definitely a thing you could do yes 
Or, no, you should. Re- <laughs> what you should really do is keep the stuff in about the eight four game. Then just insert Nick. I still play with the Taves curve. I'm no longer wearing any shorts. Boom. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be so great. Okay, I'm just going to read off some schedule things for the following week. Okay. I'm not doing it in any specific way. You guys can make comments as we go or whatnot. On... Watch phone order. Water? In order. Oh. I thought I would start out with uh, the 21st and then okay. go with the 6th. Okay, and nice then the 19th and the 10th. Uh, no. Um, so on Tuesday, the Bruins are playing yet another home game. I believe it's the fourth game of their homestand, this time against Detroit. Detroit. Um, and I think that's the final game of that series, if I'm not Thank mistaken. Thank God. Fucking Detroit. Yep, it's the final Detroit game. So no more games at the pizza box in the middle of winter. It's it's at the garden this time. Uh, on the 8th, the Bruins take on the Philadelphia Flyers at 7 p.m. at oh the garden. That'd be a big game. It will be a very big game because I believe that Philly is on a roll, as they mm-hmm. say. They are. Um, and then Nick's favorite thing is happening this next weekend. <laughs> and I'll let you explain it in a little bit, Nick. Uh, on Saturday at 1 p.m., a huge manatee game. Against... Oh, the humanity. Yeah. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the humanity. Yes. Yeah. Um, Chicago comes, <laughs> I would say storming or rolling or whatever, but um, it's Chicago and they're sucking this year. Chicago. Thanks for horking that up, baby. Uh, Chicago comes into the garden at 1 p.m. on Saturday. For the Hugh Manatee game. Um, And then less than 24 hours later, they'll be in the central time zone. So it's even less than 100 or 100. It's even less than 24 hours. Uh, They're they're taking on the Blackhawks in the second game of a home and home at 1230 p.m. Eastern time. And yes, it will be on NBCSN PDQ blah, blah, blah. Um, and we'll have to hear them do some knob gobbling and ball washing and stuff. So, yes. Now, tell us, Nick, why you're excited about that weekend. Um, I enjoy the uh, 1 p.m. or the 12.30 games a lot because it allows my parents, um, my future sister-in-law, and my brother, and myself to all gather in one location and enjoy the game. We also cook pizza, um, so it's ready. Um, usually you need to buy the, uh, like, halfway through the first intermission or the end of the first intermission. So at the start of the second period, we're, we're eating pizza. And then we all make coffee and drink that during the next intermission and feel pretty good for the third. And it's just a very uh, enjoyable experience. Um and typically, these early games are on the weekend, so that's that's why we can all convene. Um, and none of us, and my parents live roughly 45 minutes an hour away, so eh, sometimes the, late, the later games are kind of a, are, are, are a bitch for them, if we all wanted to watch it. So yeah, I like them a, a lot. 
And then uh, you got the rest. If the Bruins win, you got the rest of the day to celebrate. Man, I didn't realize that's really cool. But I didn't realize how much like hate-filled teams were playing in a row: Montreal, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Chicago. Chicago, and then going back before Montreal, Pittsburgh. Oh my god! Yep, it was hate week and a half. Hate two weeks. Two weeks of hate, as opposed to the tiny ball of hate. That's what it was. Yeah, I, I just kind of wish that the second game weren't on that channel, and we weren't going to have to hear all of the pro Hawks stuff. Yeah, and Jr. in his pro Hawks. That Vomit. game. Yeah, that I I will admit I will, uh, and I actually did this last night um, for the uh, Winter Classic. I put on music instead of listening. It got so bad, and I'll definitely be doing that for uh, uh, for the the game on Sunday. That uh, that's the game I'll, I'll probably have uh, my parents and family over. Oh, I think you're gonna do both. Um, I will probably have my brother and sister in law for both games, oh, but okay. um, my. Uh, my parents, I mean, yeah, they can come up for both. I'll invite them for both. Knowing them, they'll pick the Sunday game. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Sunday game, I may just mute the TV and get the radio feed. Oh, that works too. Yeah, I think ours is just a little off. And I don't like the radio feed as much here because I don't like Judd Surratt as much as I love Dave Gosher. I'm sad. I'm very, very sad. Boo, cry, sad. I would rather listen to that, though, than the TV feed. That's true. Ugh, it's just... Ugh. I'd rather just turn off all the volume and make up my own. I mean, you could. Like, oh my god, did you see his dog? No! I like cats! Punch! <laughs> David Backus, friend of dogs and cats everywhere. <laughs> Dishes on the... Oh, I don't know. I, I can't call hockey. It's fine. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on iTunes, where you can leave a review if you want to. And are there other and other places where you can yeah. listen to fine podcasts? It's it's weird the way RSS feeds work. Like you'll just appear randomly somewhere on on we'll just appear randomly somewhere online. I'm not yeah. complaining. Yeah. Yeah. You, chances are you figured this out. But anyway, yeah. you can contact us on Twitter at Barely on Topic, and our personal Twitter ones if you want, uh, which I am at VA from RI. I am. At Nick Baggio. And I'm at Tim A. Richardson. I still I still think that you're at Bagel Bruin. <laughs> My name is Bagel Bruin. I should have went Bagel Bruin. Um, I feel bad for not doing that. You can change it if you want to. But, you oh. know. Yeah, because I changed mine. So, yeah. So, you can also contact us on Facebook at Barely and Topic Podcast. And... Yeah, I think those are the ways. And by the way, I didn't really talk about what, let's try it again, what listeners have said this week. I'll briefly go into that. So Jean Catherine, we had a prolonged conversation with her, but uh, she said, I hope you guys are serious about making a podcast about Zdeno Chara's Instagram. I am so in. We are. We're very serious about it. Uh, But we're probably not going to do anything until the off season. So 
because we got a lot of Bruins stuff until then. And uh, Hags barged in on a conversation that uh, uh, M.T. Steinman and us uh, and we were having. Mark Steinman. I missed this. Yeah, basically, Mark Steinman tweeted at us, not even 24 hours after the trade, and Hags is already being a negative Nancy. Now, he said, Rick Nash with a blast off the far pipe after a nifty little drop pass from David Krejci. That's something we may see a few times over the next month. I think that we might have re- we might have misconstrued what a few times meant after uh, um oh oh yeah off the far pipe so basically because he it it didn't sound like he scored on that so we're like oh we're going to see that a bit over time so we interpret that as negative Hags was like, um, I wasn't being negative. I was saying we'll see plenty of scoring chances created by Krejci and Nash, you Debbie Downers. <laughs> Debbie- He's really quick to, like, make fun of someone for being negative when... He's negative, like, 98.763% of the time. <sighs> you know, and it was just, like, one of those things where it's like, this was a screenshot that he took. We did not mention Hags. So Hags went to find this, and that's just weird. You gotta have better. Yeah. You gotta have that. You gotta have better uh, things to do with your time. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to think of what. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Then there was a lot of Rick Nash talk from people. You know, Jeff saying that uh, Rick's gonna have to go by Dick Nash. Now Jeff is one of our people, so he's not really a listener. Surely Nash looks uh, Nash twenty looks different enough to Nash sixty one. A KHL team once had two guys with exactly the same name. Can't remember how they sorted that out. That was from Cars and Hockey, and then Tim chimed in with sixteen and sixty one, and uh, and then and then Cars and Hockey was uh, saying have a cherry center them just for the symmetry. Yeah, Um, and then over on Facebook we had uh, let's see we had Jesus I'm sorry I'm usually better than this let's see Uh, Russ Hallowell said something about uh, how he no longer has a Pokemon named Fatrano, because remember we were walking our Fatranos to get them to evolve to Jake DeBrusque. Well, I no longer have a Teddy Ursa named Fatrano. After last night's game, I now have a Wingull named Tommy. Very nice. Uh, very, very nice. Yeah. And then he also commented on one of our posts of saying that Heinen Scratch versus the Pens tonight. Gianta playing on back as his wing in his place. Hmm. It worked out pretty well. You know? That, that was fine. So... All right, sorry to get that in late, guys. I forgot about it. I was having too much fun offending Nick. <laughs> I'm angry. Uh, okay, so uh, Tim, take us out. Word. 